Alright. Oh, you're even going uh comedic. Oh yeah, I'm going uh, I'm we're we're going um I like your style. Like the real, la- the laid back. Real casual this week. Real casual. You, know? you got in my head a bit last week. Oh shit, yeah, thanks, man. Um yeah, we it got in my head last week where I was up on that pedestal and yeah. looking down at you like uh, it was some sort of, uh, you know, that prick job like a, yeah. that I was telling you the story well, I, about. I, I'm not used to looking up at, uh, it's usually an eye level, Pete. Yeah, this is way better. This is more like a real hang in the Dutch Hall Yeah, on a Thursday, which it should be. Yeah, Watch the Leafs lose a little bit and then uh, uh, get into a little bit of a bullshit talk. And is it not comfy? Yeah, I like it. It seems normal. Last week, if you listen to the show last week, I'm up on that stool. I'm up high. Everything's tight. Uh, and you n- listen to my voice, and I'm like gasping for air the whole time. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think it was just- The uh, altitude, was, eh? The altitude. Yeah. <laughs> I was up too high. I get down on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, I was feeling restless today, so I had to rearrange yeah. the place again. <laughs> I do rearrange this place a lot, eh? Uh, uh, I'd say in the last few months, you're at a record pace. <laughs> had a few looks. Yeah, it's had a few looks. I'm like, searching for something. Like, well, yeah, like every, and you probably come across a few hidden gems every now and then rearranging. Yeah, you're like, this I like, this yeah. one I don't like. I find some every time where I'm like, eh, and then, like, uh, the bar bugged me, so I was like, where am I going to put it? I haven't put it there yet, so I, I did a little rearranging in the corner. Which, thing. I give you credit for being able to do it, like, like all the stuff... Like the the media equipment in here, like would not be easy to rearrange a uh, a shed like you are with the amount of <laughs> cords and. Yeah, it's a little bit of a spider web that I created, <laughs> and uh, but I, I I do. You know where everything is, though. I do know where everything is. I really do. It's like my this place is kind of like my brain. Like I, it's like. Uh, scatter with a bunch of shit, but I it's absolutely organized. Organized chaos. Yeah. I wanted to take a day off, so I took a day off, and I ended up, like, rearranging my whole storage room, and then my wife's like, how's that a day off? And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like but I didn't have to think. Like, I just- Right. Uh, just do. Just do, yeah. You just, like, I was just, like, cleaning up and, like, getting stuff sorted, and it made me feel better just to have things kind of sorted. Isn't it the best out. feeling ever? Like, I love- yeah. That's my. That's probably the top five funnest parts of my year, is organizing the farm back to- I'm yeah, back to shut doors and lock doors, and I do like it. I do like putting everything in its place, and then you're like, because I like uh, I move my kids out of their schools, and then I, then you put all their shit back in your house, and you're like, how is this gonna fit? You know, like all this stuff. What's you, that? What's that like? It, and then it just the f- like I know the feeling of being the student and and bringing my shit home. Yeah, I don't know what it's like hearing like of, of as the parent. I don't know. It's just a thing you do. No, but like, is it annoying? No, it's just like part of it, you know, like part of the gig. Yeah. Like I don't let myself be annoyed by anything that I have to do for my kids because it's just like, I signed up for this. Like I, right. I knew I like, uh, I like your uh, outlook on that. Yeah. Cause like, I can't, it's not really fair to the kids to like, but you know, sometimes if you wanted to be like totally honest, it's not that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's not something I look forward to. That's for sure. I always love you rather do. Yeah, like I don't want to like be being a pack meal for my kids and stuff all the time. <laughs> but I'll do it, you know? That's what I tell my kids like, you know, I don't know if it's right if that I tell them this, but like I tell them I'll just do anything for you. I don't uh, who am I kidding? 
yeah, you yeah. know, you could, you could, I can pretend to be tough and make you earn something or whatever, but I'm going to do anything you asked me to forever. Yep. Like I just can't uh, say no to my kids. Nope. Uh, especially which, which, makes, which, which is why you love them so much. Yeah. Like they need you, like then you just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I want to tell this show today that tonight that we're going to do, it's uh, one aspect of hanging out with people in the Dutch Hall that I like the most is when we um, discuss hypothetical questions that have no reason to be discussed. Oh, I like this segment. There's no reason to... Uh, <laughs> this to, is right down my head. Yeah, to talk about any of this thing. These are all subject matters that require no one to talk about, but... I totally enjoy talking about this stuff. It's My wife uh, finds these things to be colossal wastes of time. So it's like 100% opinionated, and that is it. Yeah, and there's no real difference you're making. Right. Nothing. Uh -huh. It's it's not unlike the things that you talk about when we're talking about important things. <laughs> yeah, it's like a day-to-day. -day. Like, we could talk about Russia and Ukraine and all that stuff and try to, like, pontificate on how to make the world a better place, or... We could talk about like uh, useless facts. Yeah, useless apps. You'll see. You'll see when the show gets going. But before we can get the show going, we always have to do the thing. The thing. And then we can't do the show until we do the thing, Kevin. So do the thing. Oh, it's not working. No marsh pa. No marsh pa. It's play it says it's playing, but I don't hear it. Oh, I get it. You have to go up. I know what to do. Right. So hey, how about you guys chat for a bit? Oh, actually, if yeah, how about you guys chat? Yeah. Actually, I have a move movable mic. I just have yeah. to take my headphones off. This is real easy. You just have to go up into. I forgot. Uh, sound. Eh. And you go this one. And then you can do the thing, Kev. I think you can do the thing. I'll try Check now. if that thing works now. Yep. There it is. New setup. Some engineer you got. Poor trainer. of a woman right there hot crowd that lady is our favorite audience member she's horny we are here in the dutch hall in pine grove on a thursday night and everything feels right in the world and uh, tonight we are joined by the all-stars of the show ladies and gentlemen running the board the man who uh you got who eventually got the music going kevin fingers van dungeon everyone hey donger and sitting down in the red chair where he belongs. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back again. Derek the Beaver Van Hooten. Yeah. Everyone. He loves you. He loves he you. Does. He is crazy. That's enough. And me, I'm your host and two time, two time President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Wow. Wow. Gonna have a sore throat. <laughs> All right, so this is what I'm gonna do. 
Uh, I'm going to get right into it. Hypotheticals, guys. I'm going to just start getting right into it. I like it. How about that? I want to know, fellas, if you were, <laughs> if Jurassic Park were real. All right. Oh, I like the start of this. Okay. So there's a park where you can see real live dinosaurs. Yeah. Would you go? It's like an island, right? Yeah. Would you go to that island? Would Fucking you? right. Yeah? You see I real would, dinosaurs? I would go. I may not bring my kid. I would go, though. I bring like a. You got to sign a waiver saying that the dinosaur could eat you, right? At my age, I'd go for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, that would be one of the selling features of it. Yeah. There's a chance I could get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> this is all. <laughs> I don't want to be eaten in the ocean for some reason, but I wouldn't mind a T Rex chomping down. Man. It's over quick. I think, okay. And then at the park, which dinosaur would you be most worried about? Oh. Oh, uh, raptor for sure. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. I mean, I didn't even know. Like, I liked dinosaurs when I was a kid, and there was T Rex. There was like the Brontosaurus, the Stegosaurus. Yeah, there Megasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a Pterodactyl. Uh, then, but it wasn't until Jurassic Park that you knew about the Raptor. Yeah, you're right. And then that Raptor seemed way worse than all of them. Right, all of them. They're real agile yeah. by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, those ones are a problem. You know, cranky. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to be afraid of the raptor you know, the most. pack runners, too. But the T-Rex is no joke. No, no but a T-Rex seems like uh, it's, it's like running away from an elephant. It could go real bad, but there's a chance to get away. They got those short arms. Yeah, he can't yeah. pick you up. He's going to have to just pick you up with his mouth. Kick you. Yeah. Yeah. Could, but, but, you, know, you know what would be a horrible way to die is getting slowly stepped on by a brontosaurus. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, you'd be a pancake, and people would be like, "It'd be cool to say and yeah, it did you got ha- ripped apart by a T Rex." Not so cool to say you got slowly crushed by a. And it, it happened in the movie. Did it? The very first one. The fucking uh, what's the guy? The actor's name? Jeff Goldblum. Newman. Yes, oh, he yeah. got stepped on. Really? I think it was by the T Rex though, but he did get stepped on. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, think, I don't remember that. I think you'd want it like the movies. You'd want it to be raining a lot. Mm-hmm. So that you could you could hopefully sink in, <laughs> <laughs> survive the squish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're here in one of the greatest, uh, I would say, entertainment uh, uh, drinking places in uh, entertainment history, Absolutely. the Dutch Hall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got to put us up there. We got more episodes of the Dutch Hall than Cheers. You know. Shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we do. You're more stats like that out. More than Happy Days. Not that uh, Happy Days is a bar, but they had Arnold's. Yeah, that malt shop. Yeah, Arnold's. And then, uh, but uh, but I'll tell you, of all the bars, so you think about like uh, Cheers, you think about Moe's, uh, you think about uh, the Clam from Family oh, Guy. Yeah. Yeah, you think about, of all the TV bars that existed... Which one would you most like to go have a drink at? Archie Bunker's place. He had a bar? Yeah. In the later episodes. Oh, yeah? Club 54. Oh, good pick. Club 54? Oh, yeah. Is that in a movie? Or that because it's in a movie, you can count that one? This is a, I'm talking fictional. You know, like a place that's not real. Like the Cheers is real. Yeah, but not real. No, not. I know it's not Cheers. It's like a real bar, though. I thought I just. Yeah, but it's not the bar in the in the TV show. You're right. Right? Yeah, they use that's a bar, isn't it? That's a set. That's oh, a set, though. Set. The real Cheers is in a basement like that, but it's super small. Okay. And then the 
Then they have another one that they made just for the tourists. And then, but it's, and that one's nothing like the, the real one. Yeah, I think maybe a nice Melville's for dinner and then down to cheers. Oh, Melville's for dinner and then down to cheers. Yeah. Have some shout And then I'd start my day off at the bar at, uh, and this sound may sound a little gay, but, uh, at the friends bar. Oh, really? Yeah. Because your chances is picking up just to continue the night on. Oh, right, how about this one? The always sunny in Philadelphia bar. Yeah. Patty's. Uh, because it's a total dive bar, and you know you're having a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, Dan and Dan DeVito's there, and he's uh, very entertaining. I could just watch Dan DeVito eat a apple or something, you know, and be <laughs> thoroughly entertained. He's almost little. I'd want to have breakfast at uh, Seinfeld Bar. Oh, oh, at restaurant. the uh, that restaurant. Restaurant. Yeah, that's a good spot. Those are, I love places like that. Yeah, maybe go for some soup at that uh, crazy, crazy Slovakian place off that show too. The soup Nazi. Soup Nazi. Yep. Uh, there is that is no a real guy. Yo. That is a real place you can go. I think it was at one time. That's a good question. Um, I like these questions, B. You're on a good roll. Okay. What animal would be the cutest if it was the size of a hamster? So you take all the animals in the world and you make them the size of a hamster. Which animal would you think is the cutest shrunken down to the size of a hamster? I think it might be uh elephant. I, yeah. An elephant's pretty cute the size of a hamster. A little yeah. tiny elephant walking around. Blue whale. What about a hippopotamus? <laughs> Imagine a blue a hippo, whale. yeah, with the tail just oh, going that'd be crazy. Cool. A little tiny hippo. That would be fun. That'd be cute. I'm gonna say a blue whale, but you can put them in an aquarium. Yeah, <laughs> like the size of a little goldfish. Yep, maybe like a little manatee like that would be cute too. Yeah, or killer whale. Yeah, it would be such a killer. You could just like f- fucking uh, flip them over. Yeah, just slap it and stuff. You could just pick it up with your hand and take it out of the water, and it's not such a killer anymore. Right? Yeah, great weight shark that size. Just pick them up and throw them in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I, oh, another another goal against oh, the old. Man. The Leafs are not going to be winning this one tonight. It's really getting lit up. Um, what about if you took like, like, uh, like uh, something like a lion? I was thinking a lion, and you made a lion that size, you know. But it would be an asshole, you know. It'd still be a lion, right? Well, yeah. and you're on the verge of a cat, right? Yeah. I know you said hamster, but you're, yeah, you're yeah, working yeah. your way to a cat, looks, which is already small. Yeah, you're right. It's just like I, there I, is a I, small I, lion. It's a cow to cat. Yeah, you know? I really don't. I I'm not a cat fan. What about a silverback gorilla? Oh, make a little tiny silverback gorilla. That would be cool. No, that wouldn't be cute. It'd be cool. Yeah. It would be cool. You'd punch put it in your pocket. Yeah, you let him out, and he could punch people in the. I don't know. Shit. You wouldn't be able to put him in your pocket because he'd probably punch you in the dick. <laughs> no, they're pretty. I think silver. The gorillas are nice. But the silverbacks are bad. Yeah, yeah. You get a and then back. and also. Uh, the bamboos are bad too. What? Bamboo, like you're talking monkey, so I'm saying bamboos are bad. Are oh, bad? baboon. Baboons, right? Yeah. A baboon, yeah. Baboons are ugly too. Yeah, they'll rip you apart. And their ass, like, is they have a tiny little red ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. The red ass, it's gross. I watched. Uh, we went to uh, African Lion Safari, and uh, those baboons just bang and throw shit. And like, man, I heard that they're everywhere too. Like monkeys, I heard that they like it's it's the op the the culture is opposite. Like the females are force the males to fuck. Really? Yeah, I watched the show on it. They don't lo- the the they don't want to. 
They no, because well, the, there's a, a majority of females, so oh. then they'll oh. they'll like beat the shit out of a male if he doesn't fuck. I gotta them. be honest, I wouldn't mind if our culture went that way. Where then, there's mostly females, but then they'll kill. No, we just got forced to fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wish we got forced to fuck too. I wish I got forced against my will to fuck every day. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a here's a useless question. You ever heard of a man that's been raped by a woman? Yeah, by a woman. Have I ever heard of it? Yeah. Yeah, I have heard of it. I've heard tell of it. I heard about these pussies getting bossed. Around. No, I've heard about m- women abusing their husbands and like women like like uh, being. Re- Think about women is they're really smart, like compared to us, so they can manipulate. Manipulate, us. and then they, and then you next thing you know, like you got you doing stuff in a million years you never think you would do. You see some of the clothes I wear, man. <laughs> It's just because my wife picks them out or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. You think this looks good? And I'm thinking the whole time, this doesn't look good. Man, my wife went to Toronto yesterday with my sister-in-law. They go every year for their birthday. They went shopping, and she bought me shit. I'm like, a couple shirts and a pair of pants and a pair of shorts. Like I'm like, I didn't ask for any of this shit. Yeah, yeah. But she thought you needed it. Well, her theory- Probably nicer than what you'd pick out, though. Yes. Her theory Uh, is, is I have to look at you. Plus, yeah. would you have even went and bought it for yourself? No, I actually, I still own clothes from 2008 that I wear on a regular basis. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. I have I have t-shirts that I wear that I think are fairly recently new, and then I do the, ma- <laughs> the math on when I bought them, yeah. <laughs> and it's 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, you, you look know? at a yeah. Christmas picture from 2007, and you're yeah, like, oh, shirt. shit, I got that yeah. shirt. So. Yeah, I have a lot of my clothes are older. But, like, look, but like we old. were talking about it, is is the styles keep coming back? That's true. Yeah, that's why. Or you go. That's why I like to go to thrift shops and buy stuff that was either never in style or like. I like to have like timeless like things that are just like always look cool, you know. But they're not to just to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I like them. Hey, do you think the fish? When ninety percent of the time, my wife doesn't like those same things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that fishnet uh, tank top will ever come back? You know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh, a nice, uh, a nice uh, mesh yes. tank top. Yeah. A nice see-through mesh tank top. Looks like a fisher's net. Oh yeah, my good buddy uh, was wearing one of those uh, when he made out with his babysitter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Nice. Tells that story all the time. That's quite the scenario. And I have to picture him wearing a mesh tank top. <laughs> you know? I wish I could tell you. I what. thought you were talking about females wearing them, but you're... No, it was a oh, dude. Was guys. And, and it worked for him too, right? Like, oh, I thought that was in... 12-year-old man tits and a, in a camouflage mesh tank <laughs> top. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but he's still like, that's still one of my favorite stories of all time, and he hates when I tell it. That's why I can't tell you who it is. But after the show, I'll tell you who okay. it is. Because it's one of my favorite stories. I'll tell you in perfect detail, and uh, he hates when I tell it because I take such pleasure in it. And you're probably, by the time now, you've, you've, uh, you've, you've made the story very well. Very well said. Yeah, maybe I don't even know if it resembles any piece of the truth anymore. <laughs> you yeah. manicured it so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's the memory that we've created, which is sometimes way better. Um, if you were, let's say you guys were like just for one day, you were allowed to be a woman. You were a woman for the whole day. Yeah. What would you, what would be? How would you spend your day? Uh, I'd be I'd be complaining about stuff and uh, being cold. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, oh, this is fantasy. No, you, you can do whatever you want. Oh. Do whatever you want. You're just saying you'd just be like every other one. <laughs> so you're you're painting yourself like if it was a movie and you all of a sudden got, you know how they do that? You yeah, yeah. Switched? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh my God. Oh my uh, God. Where is it? What happened to my and penis? And they're emotional and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would just shove stuff in my vagina. <laughs> like I would uh, just test the limits of what you can do with it. What, you can do it? Yeah. Because I got it for a day. So, like, I can't wreck it, really. Like, yeah. That next day, that woman, whoever's body you took over, she'd have one hell of a fucking... <laughs> yeah, she'd be so sore. She'd be like, what? She'd still be finding, like, grapes in there and stuff. And she'd wake like, what up, is this? Wake dude? up with a massive infection in her pus. Oh, yeah. I'd be shoving everything in there. Like, <laughs> seeing, like, what could I fit, you know, and... Just everything I saw around the house, <laughs> you know, I'd just be like, bitch, that fits, bitch, that fits, you know? The last thing i do at the end of the day is I'd shave my head. Really? Just to piss the woman's body oh, off. Oh, who gets it back? Yeah. Is that the scenario, or is it just... I imagine the woman would get her body back. Yeah, okay. Or maybe you're just switched to a woman the next day you're a man. Oh, again. okay, okay, okay. And then it's just a disposable vagina. Like yeah. You, just get, you get your penis it just back? It falls off? Yeah. I wouldn't go out in public, that's for sure. No, I would probably, <laughs> I'd probably just lay in bed all day. Because I wouldn't want, like, to deal with what women have to deal with with dealing with men. Yeah, for sure. That'd be awful. I'll tell you right now, they wouldn't want to deal with the stress we have to deal with, though. What's that? Well, when you compare, because often men get compared to women, right? And, like, when you look at it, like, like men have to deal with a lot of shit in life that women don't and vice versa. But what I'm getting at is, is my uh, women are with, I've let you drown. Man. I know. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, where, a, where, where, uh, what I'm saying is, is okay. Okay. You're, I think we're you're, built. Differently. Okay. Yes. And you're okay. Your, your love for your wife is unconditional. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Kind of your love for your kids is unconditional. Correct. Yes. I agree with that one. I think it's very conditional you're, for your wife. You're, but the love that, that if you brought nothing to the table in life. Yeah. Where would you, where you're, where would you, where would your relationship be with your wife? What do you mean? I bring nothing to the table? Zero. Like as if 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 you were if you were borderline, if you had 10 cents in your pocket, you were a bum. Yeah, I didn't help with the kids. Right. Like I didn't do anything. You didn't cook, didn't clean. Your didn't... family would be gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's the unconditional they can't say it like we can. We have unconditional love for our family. They well, can't well, say it otherwise because the way we I still look have at to it, fulfill responsibilities. Yes, yes, but so does the woman, though. Don't you think? Don't you think your wife has to fulfill responsibilities? Not to the degree that I think I do. If I just gave up, if I just gave up, I think my family would be like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to change something here." Yeah, I don't know. I think it, uh, it's I hard. It's hard to say, you know, because, but uh, like I don't know my. Uh, I don't know about that one. I just know that like if you're if my kid if my kids kick a baby, you know, let's say I go let's say my one of my let's say my teenage daughter is like I find out that she's going into grocery stores and kicking babies, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I I find out because like she's, like she's at the police station and uh, she 
for kicking babies. And then I go to the police station and I'm like, uh, what were you thinking? You know? Right. And then the kid, because you asked, what were you thinking? They'll tell you what their, their side of the story, you know? Mm -hmm. And because I have unconditional love for my kid, I would be like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, that baby seems like an asshole. Maybe that baby <laughs> shouldn't yeah, start coming. something and it can't finish, you know? Yeah. Maybe next time it will look... Right. Warm. Whereas if you kicked a baby... And my wife would uh, leave me immediately. Right. You know, she would take the kids away from that baby-kicking mania. <laughs> yeah. That's not unconditional love. No. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Very I almost did drown there, but i that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. I may have portrayed it the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of making it look like men do more than women, which is the funny part because that could might get us a, some letters. Yeah, it might get us some letters. <laughs> yeah. Even talking about kicking babies could get us some letters. letters. Yeah, they're real sensitive about like harming babies, eh? Yeah, well. You can't take, you can't even make a simple story where you take a baby and you put it in a bucket full of water. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> like, can't even hold their heads up when they're born. <laughs> yeah. That's just a, because the, the baby that you made up died yeah or whatever i assume that that they oh they I, man you can't do nothing man i watched a lady <laughs> she was trying to teach a baby how to swim like they're that's what they're trying to do these days like make them float like not baby baby Throw but the pool oh you just that girl's tits behind the penalty oh. pool again sorry <laughs> out? yeah they're out again oh good like this lady she literally took like an eight-month-old kid and just tossed it in the water and the baby was like floating up Side down, like with his face, his face just out of the water, right? Yeah. And the the lifeguard literally threw the baby in and then jumped in, and the backlash online was fucking massive. Isn't that how you do it? But like the, she was trying to like teach the baby how to like these are scenarios in life, like oh, if, in a tub, if the water, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't drown right away either. No, no. Like, I think that there'd be that it'd be fine. But you'll get shit online for everything. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, if you if you click the wrong button online, you get shit. Yeah, like, uh, that's a funny thing. It's like, uh, the only time you can really... That's why people that listen to this program, you get to hear us say terrible, terrible things that if anyone gave a shit about us, right. we would be in huge trouble. In huge trouble. But because no one does, we can say all this stuff, and it's, uh, it's great. And it's a matter <laughs> of opinion. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's just that there are people that are going to be offended at anything, yeah. And there are people that are going to be like they. There are people that are going to like horrible shit, yeah. And there are people that are going to be like offended by horrible shit, and the and probably neither one is like right, you know, like. Yeah, but I think the people that are offended yell louder. Yeah, and 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 there's a policy. Yes. For people now that if two people or one even one person is loudly complaining about something or tweeting something or whatever then that's enough to change behavior it's like that's crazy man yeah you're supposed to if you're any good at what you do seriously if you're any good at what you do or you have any balls whatsoever no matter what field you're in you're gonna be disliked by people yes yeah like you're gonna and i would rather you know there's a famous quote saying you'd rather be judged by the by the enemies you have, you know, like, cause you can see the people who are against you yep. and you see what kind of people they are and you're like, Oh, well, like yeah. that's a pretty good list to have against me. You know, yeah. like yeah. most of the time you're not going to be too upset about that list. Right. Yeah. Cause they're not your kind of people either. Not one of them. Yeah. So I mean, I, trying to please everybody is the worst thing you can do mm. cause you're just going to give up everything that makes you cool or happy. Yeah. Or Yeah. 
or unique, anything. Uh-oh. This is a... <clears throat> all right, let's say you guys were all pirates, <laughs> right? You're all pirates. I like this one, this cool one, yeah. This oh. scenario. Um, you're like, uh, you got to come up with a cool pirate name mm-hmm. um, in order that people will fear you. Oh, fear? Well, uh, like, well, you got to be, that's what I think. I threw got, that well, in. And it's got to be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, I would want to instill fear into my people. So I want to have a name that's at least somewhat intimidating, you know? Um, but uh, I'll give you guys time to think about your pirate names. I would go with uh, probably, um, I don't even know if there is a pirate by this name, but I'd go with Black Pete. Cool. It's just Black Pete. You know, just kind of like Blackbeard. Yeah, but Black Pete, uh, and then uh, they think I was black (laughs) because. uh, Meanwhile, you're white, but I'm white, you know. And then they'd see me, and I would be like, "Why they call him Black Pete?" You know. You don't want to see him when he's dark because his his heart is black as yeah. You know, he's like uh, evil. You know. Yeah. And he's uh, shows no mercy on your souls. You know, I'd want to really build up the. The like legend of Black Pete, you know how evil I am, so that I don't actually have to do anything evil. That I just have to show up on their ship, and they'd be so scared, scared to death of what yeah. kind of horrors I'd cause. I was thinking something along the lines of like Derek Van Doom. Ooh, Van Doom. Van Doom. <laughs> Derek Van Doom. That Van is good in there. Yeah, to just, go. it just keeps it ringing. Was right? there Dutch pirates? I don't know. I never heard any Dutch. That's pirates. where it's tough to throw. Like it, yeah. Like it's tough to, like, like Jack Sparrow is a fucking two words, right? Yeah. Well, the Flying Dutchman. That was the name of a boat. Yeah, right? that was the name of the boat, yeah. but there was a British boat, wasn't that? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think like Captain Pickle Dick is in, uh, intimidating? Oh, Captain Pickle Dick is not intimidating. No, that's like a. a that you almost think there's a, but it's que- a cool name. It's a cool name, but you almost think there's a question mark at the end of it. <laughs> Captain Pickle Dick. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. So, um, wait. I have to check to see. Um, okay, this one's stupid. But if you were a vampire and you had no reflection. How do you uh, do your hair? And they always have good hair. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't take a picture of yourself they either. Slick it. Yeah, you can't take a picture. Not, I would do my hair just like I do it now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would be a messy-haired vampire. <laughs> or like, or you just comb right back. They always seem to have it slicked back. Right? Slicked yeah. back. I think it's just a it's a an indu- or a universal hairdo for vampires. Yeah, yeah. You just comb it straight back because you can't see, right? I get it, but it's always moist. Like I, they always got a shine to it. I get somebody to give me a permanent and be a different kind of vampire. Nice, nineteen eighties curly, curly hair, sh- curly short hair, curly short hair. Yeah, pube head. Pube head. Yeah. I like it. I'm on the verge of that. For you'd make a hell of a vampire. Yeah, I'm on the verge of that at all times. <laughs> okay, if you were to release your own fragrance, uh, what would it smell like, and what would you call it? So um, you're releasing a fragrance like Drake or Britney. I'd have I'd have definitely it smell kind of like vanilla because I love that smell. Very sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. vanilla. Vanilla, like a. You gotta put some cigarettes in there, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but I vanilla and flu cured tobacco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that smell. No, got it. 
Okay, the Tobacco smell smoke. of a kill yard in the middle of harvest. Yeah, so far they have not been able to recreate they can't. it. I yeah. know what the fuck. Yeah. I, Kev, if you've if you've been in the middle of a kill yard and in, in, in tips, man, it's like I you could if you feel like you're you could eat whatever that smell is. But it's it, a wonderful smell. I like this. Honestly, smell. if you could get a, a a perfume or a cologne or something that smelled like that, I would definitely wear it. I would wear it tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. That sweet smell of it cured is nice too. Yeah, that is, that's that's what it really is. Like, I almost wanted to get, a, I would love if a fragrance person would come to the farm during that time of year. Have a some sort of meter? Some sort of fucking, what is that smell and can you replicate it? Yeah. yeah. They need a smell-o-meter. I yeah. think you just like... What, but it's got to be like around like 6, 7 o'clock at night, AP. Yeah. It's a little always a little better at night when it's a little more moist out. Yeah. Oh, really? A little yeah. more humid. I don't know... Uh, I was originally thinking like leather would be in the smell, but it, yeah, it's hard. A nice, I, a nice uh, hockey I, bag. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> Sweaty leather gloves. Yeah, if it was my smell, oh, it would probably be weed and po. Uh, weed and po. That's the real smell of me. Oh, of me, but I don't know if people would buy it. And you just call it. Um, Probably call it um, Pete's bod. Pete's musk. Yeah, I'd probably just call it uh, musk. Like, yeah, just musk. Just called the musk. I call it the musk. Yeah, you gotta throw a the in there. Yeah, the musk. It's mysterious. You actually, uh, that sounds like a fucking thing. <laughs> the musk, and it's just weed, and no, you gotta work. I think you gotta work on that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I think the name you just and a, as a fragrance the musk I really think that that needs to be educated. I would put on like I uh, anything that says musk. Uh, I would be like I, I think that's that's cool. Yeah, like I think it's manly, but it's it's uh, I I don't wear fragrances. No, I don't either. I just uh, use a bar of soap. Maybe the scent of like a running shoe that had not had socks. That would be you. Yeah, and um, used heavily used. Heavily used. Yeah. An old foot. Yeah. Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> Go <Cool> ranch. <laughs> some Doritos and maybe uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, some leather. Mm, like a gimp, you'd be like a, <laughs> a smell of a ball gag. <laughs> yeah, the nice smell and, of and a, a zippered leathered mask. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he skated right into the goalie oh, and the, the worm. What an idiot! Um, all right, so we got our musk. Seven dwarfs. Which one are you? Sleepy, grumpy, happy, sneezy, dopey, bashful, or doc? I'd say happy. Really. What about you, Kev? Dopey. Or do uh, Doc is the grumpy one, isn't he, though? No, grumpy would be the grumpy one. No, but one. I thought Doc would... Oh, no, Doc was like the leader, wasn't he? Doc's like the smart guy. Yeah. yeah. I'd say happy. How about you? Mm. Uh, I wish I wasn't grumpy, but I would probably be grumpy. I watched I watched on fucking uh, that Steve Harvey show, Family Feud. Mm -hmm. yeah. He used that question of... Uh, how would you describe your wife in bed if you were to describe her as a as a fucking 
Dwarf. Dwarf. One of the seven dwarfs. One of the seven dwarfs. And the two dudes are like, nope, not doing it. I'm not hitting the fucking button. <laughs> what? Yeah. On Family Feud, he asked a question, and these two dudes were standing there, and their family sitting behind. So odds are, yeah. like, the wife and shit. And he goes, if you had to use, if you had to describe your wife in bed using a dwarf, one of the seven dwarfs' names, right, right. which one would it be? Oh. And both dudes were like, nope. Nope, not doing not it. Not doing Just it. Went for it and said sleepy or something like that. Just to. Yeah. Or happy. And then you let your Yeah, you say happy. You, can... you say your spouse, let your spouses all fucking take. Yeah, yeah, throw them under the bus. Or dopey. You can't say dopey about the woman. She'll get mad. You can't say, you could say doc about the woman saying, because she's so fucking smart on how she lets me put my penis in her. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, bashful. You could call a girl bashful. You're not going to be. I think they right away were going along as like grumpy and sleepy. Like you wouldn't want to use that. Yeah, and dopey. And then as soon as you say that, then it's like, ooh, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. But the the all of those questions on Steve Harvey's Family Feud are just like totally set up to for the. Like uh, double on Tondra and stuff. Well, yeah, because like, he he's also created his own stigma on that show too of where he does the look at the yeah. end. Yeah. Where like yeah, I don't know it's kind of like it's contrived now. I think it was at first when it didn't fool, when I was fooled by it, I I didn't mind it, and then yeah. now that I caught onto the trick, I'm right? Like, ah, you now they're doing it. just trying to grab audience. Members. Like of all the what is the name something that uh, you'd find between your legs? Right. You know. Yeah. Like God damn it. <laughs> Everything's and they're all designed to make the guy look like a buffoon too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's everything now. We're allowed to be the buffoon. I'm a rune. I think guys in general though are, are willing to accept that too. Like back in the day, that would be oh you just uh, now I'm disrespected and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Now we don't give a fuck. No. Now women are disrespected if they, if they feel that way. If they're yeah, used to be like Lucille Ball, like she was like the <laughs> she was like the like her husband had to, his shit together and she was the kind of like uh, loopy one. the loopy one that that was like uh, irrational and that's where the humor came from yeah and uh, now you you can't find a show like that on TV uh, Mad Men was the last one where you would hear like the girls on Mad Men they'd be like I'm just a stupid woman and you're like holy shit <laughs> yeah Mad it's Men not, was a kick ass show I liked it <laughs> okay well that's the next question if you go back to any era to live in in the past uh, like if you, you can't be born when you're born, when would you want to be born? God damn. But in the past, it's a tough one. Well, it also depends like and it's every, you. every, and it's you. So every situation, it all depends to what situation you're in. Like, are you in fucking, like, are you in a madman scenario or are you who you are today? That you're, profession. You're the exact same person, but in a, you're born in a different time. Oh, fuck. I would want to be born last year because <laughs> my job would fucking suck. Yeah, but you get paid. Like, if you were a tobacco farmer in the oh, 70s. Uh, sorry. So I go back I go back 10 years. 10? To, the, to like... Uh, 2000, just, 2010, man. Yeah. So you don't... It was some good years there. And in the 90s, too, were good. Yeah, but in the seventies, you could grow thirty acres and make. Like, yeah, but you had to work your fucking balls off by hand. There's no automation, no nothing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's a point. I agree with you, but like, it, I'm, what I'm saying is, just fuck you to work your bag off. Yeah, but you were only. But I said, like, but, uh, like, 
it was you'd only be doing it. Eh, it's hard to say because yeah, you're 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 like hand stripping and all your long stick kills. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, if I could go like that question, if I could go to any situation, like era and situation, because if you say ten Mad years Men ago, Madman Mad Men would be kick ass. Like if you if you said ten years ago, you're still. So what does that mean? You're ten years younger or older? Oh, I'm, during that I'm, time, I'm today I'm today years old. Ten years ago, that's what you said, right? If you could you go, back. go back and live any era, you just go back ten years and do it again. Yeah, you'd be born in oh, ten yeah. years earlier. Okay, so because I would also is is in 2011, I would have bought a fuck ton of Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, and bought a fuck ton of Tesla stock. And bought a fuck ton of Amazon stock. Apple too. And Apple too. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm thinking, I would want. What do you think, Kev? I'm thinking like born in the '50s, so you're a teenager in the late '60s. Oh, see, we're looking at this question like the existing baby boomers. Which now. I think that question you're answering it more properly. I think. I'm just thinking yeah. like the music, the good times, Woodstock, yeah. free love. Yeah. Uh, to be able to be a lots of good pure drugs. Yeah, like to be a guy like you're talking about a person who 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 like uh peaked in the 90s, right? Where we had uh AIDS and say no to drugs. Like everything was going to kill us. So we didn't get to have any fun. And you just heard about everyone before us that just was fucking and doing yeah. drugs and having a great time. Wow. 7-1. 7-1. Who's not fucking now though? Yeah, like, everyone's fucking again, right? Everybody's fucking again. It's just, it's just. So now there's different. a pill. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Now there's keep you from the hiv. Yeah, they cured AIDS. We just had full on AIDS. Don't do it, or you're gonna die. Hmm. Well, these days they're keeping them alive. But I think the music and everything was just so much better than that. Like the era I'm talking about, like the 70s, 80s. Ah, uh, you know what the thing about that is, Late is 60s, that 70s is that there was good music during that time, but there was also horrible shit music and they just yeah. don't play that anymore that's true and the only stuff that lives is stuff that that is was good i mean i just couldn't go to black sabbath concerts every week <laughs> but like half the time you'd be going to fucking uh you know mongo jerry or something you know like there's still yeah there's still crappy bands i think even now there's like there's like good bands that there's just seems to be more crappy ones or i just don't get it anymore yeah what's your pick Oh, yeah. what era to go back to? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd be the same era, same thing, because the baby boomers that are alive today, they've had their entire life. The only, the first thing that they had to deal with was the pandemic. Yeah. Like, the, the, they didn't have, because they were born, if you were born in the 40s, let's say, you're after the Great Depression, the like after the war, let's say, so you're born after post-45. Then you didn't have a war, you didn't have the depression, right? Then you had the most, the period of most unprecedented prosperity that's ever existed in human human history. No real wars to deal with, no real uh, like uh, economic collapse to yeah. deal with, nothing like that. Little uh, little slumps, but nothing nothing was really it, hard it, to deal with. Was there not an economic crash in early nineties? It was a recession, but it wasn't like um, devastating. Oh, okay, like it wasn't like the wasn't the, like two thousand seven 
Or well, even two thousand eight was like it was like a it was a bit of a recession and a stock market correction, but it wasn't like the the depression of the thirties. Right. You know? Right. Um, like it didn't. Like right, if we had a real crash, I'm t- like the Dow, for example, right now is just shy of thirty five thousand. If it crashed to like eleven, you know, um, everybody would be that would be like the depression, you know, like everyone would be debit, like there would be a huge impact on people who had retirement savings and all this stuff. Yeah. And something like that where, or like war that comes in and like literally like all your stuff you take for granted, like your roads and your water and all the uh, services we get, they're all bombed and stuff. And then you're stuck thinking that you had, or your money all of a sudden becomes devalued and you have nothing. Right. And that would be something to deal with, you know? They and, like, the, those people's parents had to deal with tons of shit, you know? Yeah. yeah, you're right. But, like, they didn't have to deal with nothing. Like, I look at my parents and my wife's parents and stuff. Like, they really didn't have to deal with any real heart. Like, they just kind of always went up for them. Yeah, the you're right. Life. Some high interest rates for a few years there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's all they have. That's the only ammo they have of their, of a tougher fucking earlier years yeah they'd pay high interest rates whoopty shit yeah and it was only for a few years and then then uh and a house was 20 grand yeah and then well in the 80s the fucking yeah the uh the, the sorry uh property values went crashed in the 80s for a bit 82, yeah 83 property values crashed because interest rates went up right to like 22 and a half percent at one point that's where it peaked but eighteen and a half percent was a pretty common interest rate. Right, as a credit, the shit credit card now. Yeah, but that would be like for like a best mortgage rate, you know, like yeah, everyone's yeah. getting eight, eighteen and a half, <clears throat> and like you know when you're paying like almost twenty percent interest, you're not gonna you'd be able to afford as much. Yeah, you're not getting too far. So then uh, a lot of those, that's why the value went out because people weren't they're saying I'm not gonna go get a million dollar mortgage now, like with twenty percent. You know, so then everything went to shit. But then also because of that, then people started devalue. Then, then what happened was like the the prices of people's farms and stuff went down. And then uh, the amount that the banks had lent them just a few years ago was uh, more than what the value of the farm was. Right. So then they were at a lost position. So what they started doing is like just they wrote it off the books. They were like, we don't want you anymore. Like we, no, but they, you could also go to the bank and say, I can't make the payment. They're like, well, what payment can you make? Yeah, they, they did that too, but you... Tr- uh, oh, Not with everybody, no? No, well, Farm Credit did, I know that. They they did it with pretty much everybody. I remember hearing family stories of fucking people like... And the banks did too. They did write off some debt during that time, but that was, uh, that was in order to maintain, because to minimize losses. But they also like would uh, try, to, try to get rid of you. Too, or try to sell, really? a, a force a sale on your farm. Now, if they were in a loss position and they thought they're going to continue, their losses were going to grow. Then they would force. Oh, a sale. back in the day, there was a lot of like, like the three of us. Like odds are one, two, or th- one or two of us would have to take cattle or farm equipment from the other person to hide it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the bank was coming to get it, and you were like, "Eh, fuck, I don't got anything." Yeah, yeah, I sold it. Yeah, I, I hated that. We once in a while, you'd have to go pick up a tractor, and somebody you'd find out that it was at somebody else's house. Really, and go and get it, or sometimes you'd get it right from theirs. I was gonna ask you, so that those things did happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like more like Goodfellas. Fuck you, pay me. Well, you it's yours. It's your security, 
and you've usually spent months, if not years, going through legal channels to try to get the money. Yeah. And then after when you realize that, you know, that's not going to come, then you have to go realize in your security. So you have to go get it. Think what you can get, right? And uh, I thought there was people hired to do that. And eventually there was. <laughs> but well, uh, like you actually had to do it. Yeah, but I've, uh, there was a time in my career where I had to do it. Yeah. And like, what did you do with that shit? Like, you ain't bringing it to the FCC. You just yeah, there was bring a, it to the dealership? You'd bring it, you'd have a place. To, yeah, usually you bring it to the dealership. Yeah. And then, because uh, we can't sell it, right? Right. Yeah, we, and that's the last thing you want to do. It's not like you want to do that. Usually it was like, most of the time when I had to take things, the guy would get, was giving me the keys, you know, like saying, I oh. can't pay nothing. I don't know what to do. Take it, you know, like yeah. most of the time. So yeah. it's not like you were, it's not like it was a, a, a repo scenario, like on TV. Sometimes it was, so, sometimes it legitimately was. Thank God there was a special credit department eventually that did all that stuff and I didn't have to do have it. Have to do it. Oh, it suck. Because like, but you, but I've had to, my customers who have had their stuff taken by them. Um, but luckily, I didn't have to do they it. They call the cops. <laughs> yeah, they, they. You go in there and like you think. The one time I did have to do it, you didn't like. You don't know if the people are gonna be mad at you, yeah, yeah, yeah. or if they're gonna like. If you're gonna, if they're gonna like try to chase you out of there. Right. A lot of times you're just trying to go in quietly without them knowing and take the fucking tractor and leave. Leave. Yeah. yeah. And just say, hey, buddy, they call him, I'm sorry, I took it. Hoping you don't yeah. hear that click, click sound. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. like, but again, and most people know because you've sent like 100 notices right. when they come and do it. Yeah. And then, uh, so they'll just like look out their window as you're driving down their driveway and say, I guess they're taking the tractor. I always, that's a Who'd yearly, want to do that, though? It's like, a yearly conversation I have with FCC. I'm like, oh, so how's everybody else doing? Not, <laughs> not specifically, but like in general. As a whole, yeah. As a whole. How's everybody... Like, is there anybody not making payments? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm making payments, but I... I'm so out of touch, I don't even... I wouldn't even know. Like, I, like if it's good or bad, I don't know what any prices are, nothing. Like, I'm out of touch, man. I left that world. It's crazy. But, like, you'd think, because I let it was like my every day. Right. At one point in time, like, I knew the hog price every day. Like, uh, the hog price meant so much to me. Really? Yeah, like, and, it, like, I watched the hog market, and it was a big deal. I'd chart it, and now I could, I don't even have a sniff on what the price of hogs is, you know? Like, but that was my life, like, mm -hmm. to know what the hog price was. I always got moved to offices where it was, like, really bad historical times for them. Right. It was like, then they threw, they moved me there to that office. To turn it around? Was that no, like it wasn't that way. I just, just shit happenstance that I went there during all the bad times. Like, and, and I was in the hog crisis in Stratford, and yeah, I was in during the quota in the, like, the, the Redux program here yeah. in Simcoe, and and the Jensen crash and stuff like that. You know, like I was there for all that stuff where banks are getting out everywhere. And then I would usually get in, you know, and just look mm -hmm. at people that were good, that were in a bad situation, situation but they're good people. you know, that when the situation changed, they, because good people want to pay their bills. Yeah. yeah. And then you see other people like you know, it doesn't matter what the situation was. This has nothing to do with the situation. This person is, the problem you know yeah. well, i think that, now a lot of people try to get so big that they that nobody will let them fail no matter how bad it is you think it gets so bad the debt gets so big yeah it, the debt gets so big yeah i that, agree that you that 
that I could tell you, Pete, I'm going to come take this, this, and this. Well, guess what? Your your equity then now can't, I can't get you any I can't get you any value then if you take all that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're like, well, yeah, but you owe me. Well, yeah, but it's too bad. I need that shit to fucking give you get you something. Yeah, but if you only have if you only have the tractor loan, you can take the tractor because you don't care. You know, right? I mean? But if you, if you but if you farm. had the farm too, then you then who cares about the tractor? Right. That's what I. That's that's because uh, you need the tractor to make the, to pay for the farm, so you got to let them have both. Yeah, it does come down to that though. It, it really does. Like what makes sense and what doesn't. Right. But if you're gonna lose, then you just gotta cut your losses at some point in time. And I remember because uh, the '80s was such a bad time that I was really afraid when I started lending money that I'd have to go collect, and I never thought I had the stomach for it. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went up and I talked to this guy. Legitimate concern. And I was like, he was a, he was an old retired guy, and he just come back to do some contract work. And I was asking, like, how did you deal with the '80s and all that foreclosures and all that stuff? And he said, I always think about like I was really worried one year, and I went up like just it was right around Christmas time, and I got to go up and get them to sign the papers to sell their family farm. It had been their family for forever and uh, they uh he said uh i uh i went up to the door you know all sheepish and stuff and yeah. expecting these people to be coming at the door with a shotgun or something like that and the guys come to the door and he they're like all big smiles and they ask me in they give me you know a cookie or whatever and some coffee and stuff and they're like we just wanted to thank you because this is the first christmas that we're going to have every Christmas we've had for recent memory has been so worried about money that we're not able to buy gifts for each other. And we're now we have no worries. Our farm sold, you know, our debts are paid. We have a smaller, we have a nice, like a nice home in town yeah. that we live in. We have a little bit of money in the bank account and we, so things uh, just it, turned right around. It feels like we're, well, cause a lot of times if you're, you got something that's systemically wrong with your business that's causing you to lose money. You're right. And then um, it's it, it, every year it, it's harder because you have this huge hole you're trying to dig yourself out of. Plus, you've still got the problem that got you in that hole yeah. that you haven't addressed and or you can't address. And then, uh, so you end up just going deeper and deeper until there's no way of getting out of that hole, you know? And then the only way to really get out of it is to sell the asset and like relieve yourself of the pressure, you know? And sometimes when you've been like years or a decade of worrying about money and then you don't have to worry about money anymore, it's, it feels like you gave the person a gift, but they would, they would fight, they would fight to not make it happen but then once it happened, they would be like, oh, thank God it happened. Right. Really? Because like, yeah, like we didn't know how how much stress we were living under all the time until it was gone. And yeah. then, then we just felt like we have a new lease on life. Yeah. And now we can do whatever because we have a fresh start, you know. I was tired of fighting. Yeah. So I kind of looked at it differently that we're not, I wasn't like ruining people's lives when I had to do that. I was Changing. trying to provide them with a better life, yep. you know, like. Yeah. This is what your life is now. This is probably where it's going to go. I mean, unless you can tangibly say something different is going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, you want to keep doing this or do you want to try to improve, you know? Yeah. And then what do you do to improve? And if some people just would never consider ever 
especially farmers, you know, sell their farm. Like, fuck, this no, is exactly. my, my grandpa's farm, you know, I'm not going to sell it. And, uh, and then some people were, you know, more open to it because they were in a bad, they just hated it. Mm-hmm. But usually, so it wasn't as bad as you'd think, but most of the time it's more how you handle it. Like I've been in meetings where we're like foreclosing on a guy, but there's all the lenders got to go to these meetings, these um, farm debt mediation meetings they're called. And you go there and you negotiate kind of like used to be the old write-off thing. So you'd say, this is what you can't afford. This right. is, we're going to, we lost on the security. So, uh, we'll write down your debt to this or whatever you do what's fair so we would always go to those things <clears throat> with that attitude and then the banks would come and they would just send their lawyer they wouldn't even uh, bring a guy like me like a guy that actually managed the account right they would just send their lawyer and then the lawyer would say we want our money <laughs> and then the we would like say okay well this is the guy's actual situation this is what he can do this is what you know, what, are you able to give any concessions? Right. And they're like, uh, my client says no. <laughs> and then they're like, well, what the fuck are you doing here then? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you shouldn't even be here. I remember like we would, f I would actually get real angry. Like I would argue with the banks, like saying you're, you're, um, destroying, wasting all of our times. So. Yeah. And you're destroying a family that could potentially <laughs> fix this. Yeah. The whole purpose of us having these meetings is that we look at what the stupid bank policy is. And then we look at the, what the reality of what the human is. Mm -hmm. And we just try to like mediate. Yeah. Like find middle ground between the two. But they're like, no, no, we want all of it. Cause they signed the paper and this yeah. is the world. And it's okay. You're going to get none of it. Yeah. Because they can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. we're here. They'd love to pay you all of it if they could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. But uh, that's what it became. You know, they weren't always like that. It's just that the way that it, they got every year, they get a little bit more greedy and a little yeah. bit more, need more money. And then just get less flexible. That's the thing about today's world. It's not flexible. Like everyone has to do everything by the rules. You get in trouble. And the thing about rules is that they're like averages. Right. Right. They're like, they're like set up to apply to most people. Right. But they never apply to all the people. There's no, there's no human uh, consideration anymore, right? It's just like no. a number. Yeah, yeah. It's just like cookie cutter. Does it fit? Yes. And I never did cookie cutter because I don't find it interesting. No. <laughs> like, what's the challenge in cookie cutter, you know? Mm -hmm. So I like working around here because, like, you got dreamers and cowboys, you know? Right. In Norfolk County, you got, like, uh, you know, a bunch of guys that have to figure it out by spit or snot, you know? They're going to they're gonna figure it out. But, and that's what I like about it, you know, when it's boring, like you can just, you know, you just like, I always think about dairy cows, like you just milk them every day. You just know exactly what you're going to get. Like it's like, it's just the same all the time. I like exactly. seasons. I like seasons. Me too. You know, <laughs> dairy is black and white, right? It's this way or that way. And that's it. Yeah. It's a marathon too, man. I have full respect for those guys. Don't get me wrong. Full respect. I just, no, it's I just a different it. lifestyle. Yeah. It's a different lifestyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I have total respect too. It's just a totally different. It's crazy how they're both, they're, there's two, there's two sets of farming. There, there's like hundred sets of farming. Yeah. It's totally different. You can, totally. yeah, you think, but like, yeah, you could do. But it's all farming. Yeah. But it's not the same at it's all. It's not the same at all. Whereas like every other industry in, in life is it's that what what the stamping shop's doing in this plant this, they're doing fucking damn near the same in the next plant yeah 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 i don't I, 
Yeah, I don't, I've never been in a factory. Still, in my whole life, never it's, been. They're in a like factory. little uh, towns. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's true. There's a the, guy. There's a guy that can do anything for you. Anything. Like, there's. You want your furnace fixed? There's a guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you, Back in the day, burnt DVD. You wanted a burnt oh, yeah. DVD? Oh, oh yeah. Oh fuck! There was always those a guys. Satellite hack. You satellite. want one of those like like cards to yep. get the free dish or oh, whatever? Oh yeah. If you want dish net or whatever the fuck the American dish was, you had. There's a guy that had the code. Bootleg whiskey. You get a oh, bootleg yeah. whiskey yeah. guy. There'd always be the guy selling drugs. Selling drugs was big. In, in my day, big. Yeah. Like, there was guys making more money online selling drugs than they were making online working, and they were making a lot of money working. They used to get yeah. delivered via glove. Huh? The forklift operators used to deliver it via glove. They'd toss a glove. <laughs> toss a glove? Yep. A glove ball. It's like prison, eh? Well, no, and you're right. It is. And there's, uh, not that I know what prison's like, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also a lot of uh, funny business that goes on with relationships. Oh yeah, because you spend eight hours a day, five days a week, or six, with all these people, which means you spend more time with these people than you do with your wife, right? Yeah, or your husband. That's whoever, like every job, though. Yeah, or your husband, whoever you're. We're talking about uh, woman or female, or yeah. male or female, and uh, there was times where, oh yeah, there was marriages getting lost in the plant. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if you're a woman at a factory, it's you must have to, you must be in heavy demand, you you're know, because you're factory ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give up a couple of points. Kev, sure. you could vouch for or vouch for this. I always found that like like men, like older men in factories, it was as if they've never seen a female in their oh life. Oh my god! I and you know what? It was worse. It was when it was summertime and the summer students came oh, in. Oh fuck! I heard one guy say to a <laughs> one old dude say to a female uh, student. Yeah, I like to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. Like, it was crazy. Like, you'd, you'd get a guy, a maintenance guy, come roll up to you on his golf cart. Never talked to did, before. Did you just see her? I'm like, man, well, you've never seen a woman before? <laughs> yeah. And then they go park their golf cart in front of their workstation for a couple hours yep. and just stare at them. <laughs> and that was perfectly okay. Yeah, back yeah. then. That was even like at the Delight Warehouse when you're selling tobacco. Oh, you didn't want to be a wife showing up. You're like, yeah, whistle that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you, that calls. You, oh, yeah. You bring your wife in to sell, which should be a normal thing almost, you'd think, especially a lot of times they're full partners. I bring Is that my, Adam Foote's kid? I think must be. I bring uh He's behaving like Adam Foote. I, I, bring, uh, I bring Julie in to sell all the time. Just, yeah, I would. I think I would if I was. She, she enjoys it. I, and, I used to like it. And the buyers like her. Well, why wouldn't you like her? She's a nice exactly. lady. And then, uh, like even before I I uh, I met Julie, whoever I was seeing at the time, I'd bring them. Oh, you think it helped you? Oh, they'd go. They'd go. Uh, they just you know kind of mess with the buyers a little bit. Hmm. There is a is it a Dutch clock still? No. no, 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 no. There's no clock. It's all just like so. I so me being the seller, and say for instance, Kev was the buyer. We're that far away. We're like so the bale's going in between us. Yeah. And Kev would put a grade on it and I and if I said nothing, it'd go on to the next bale. If I said, Whoa, hold on, reject. Oh yeah. You or said, I, don't, they, I don't agree with that grade. Right. And then it's the line was like not stop, but they'd have to release it. There's a release button to release the bale. And uh 
And if you said nothing, it just kept going. And Or if they didn't like a bail, then they would be like, ooh, man, you need to take this home. So they give it a grade that, that automatically equals the price? Yeah, it, autom- it automatically would go to a dedicated deli- a, a dedicated price to the grade. Oh, okay. So that's different than the old system. Than the old system. The old system was based on, there was grades, but there was no real price, right? Yeah, because the companies would put their own grade on it. Yeah. And so you would have the grade that the warehouse puts on it, and then the companies would go put their own scribble on it, yeah. and then they would give the price based on their scribble. But you didn't know what their scribble was. And this one is actually the grades are their scribbles, and you get paid what they – Yeah. That's nicer because at least you know what it is, right? Right. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Sorry, that's just like – I don't know, know if people at home are going to care about tobacco talk. Oh, that's but, interesting. But I like it, but because uh, it's interesting, because it's changed so much, and like since I've been oh, a part yeah. of it, you know. I I still remember the good old, uh, the good old warehouse days. Yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked slinging bales. It was one of those jobs that was just like, uh, it was just fun. You could drink, do a little physical work, drive a big transport truck. Super fun. Okay. Um, Is it really? Okay, I got one thing that I want to say. This is, I want to do one more. You're outside a bank when a robber runs outside. He passes you 10 grand to keep quiet. You're guaranteed no repercussions. Would you keep it? Fucking A. (laughs) Fucking A. It says guaranteed no repercussions. I don't even know what the conversation is. Yeah, this is is your money. No, they gave it to me. It's a gift. Like I got. It's kind of like it's kind of like that uh, the drug dealer that crashes the plane and he hands the fucking kid, fucking like a bag of money and says, "Give me your bicycle." <laughs> <laughs> you know the Tom Cruise movie? I don't remember the movie, but yeah, it's it's ten grand, no repercussions. He's he's like fucking. He's literally like head to toe in cocaine because the bags blow up, <laughs> and like he's hiring a kite. And he just hands the kid like a fucking fistful of money. Oh, I know the movie you're talking about now. Yeah. Oh, it's the one where he he's like the coke the, dealer. Yeah, well, no, he's the pilot. Oh, yeah. he, all he's doing is taking coke from Colombia and bringing it to the states. Oh yeah, I think I saw some of that. Um, uh, this you? One, what about you? Of course, man. I'm taking the fucking, fucking money. Right. Uh-huh. Um, that's what. Oh shit, I lost it. But it was. Uh, I like this one. Um, no, no, there we go. If a turtle lost his shell, would it be homeless or naked? Naked. 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 Doesn't live in his shell. It's his, it's, it's what he, it's his body armor. It's his coat. Yes. Okay. If you could get in a time machine, would you go to the future or the past? Future. Curiosity, man. Yeah, yeah. I would go with future as well. I think it'd be kick ass. And um Or you get there and there's nothing. Yeah, that oh you did point a good picture there. Never know. If you could make it compulsory for players to drink alcohol before they play, what sport would be the funniest to watch drunk people play? Football. Uh, yeah. Uh, Boxing. What about hockey? Ho- hockey yeah. would be quite Who's that girl? I don't know. She's talking to Wayno and he got he got kicked out. She's the one that's been laughing at Look those at guys yelling at each other. He's got no front teeth. I think he got. I lost them from f- fighting. Yeah, but <laughs> they're literally all gone. 
Yeah. You wear, you have no teeth and you get interviewed. It doesn't matter what you say. You're going to seem stupid. <laughs> yeah. Eh? All you need is a Southern accent to go with it. Yeah. But if you got no teeth. You can't like look like an intellectual. You can't look like you're got your shit together. Yeah. That's why I would like, you know, Doug, Gil- Doug Gilmore. Yeah. He had like, uh, the f- no teeth. Right. And then all of a sudden he got the implants and then he was skating around with those big fucking white <laughs> chiclets, you know, yeah. chiclets. and then, uh, but like, uh, you could get those things, uh, knocked out too. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're really fucked. So I think he, I think most players regret that getting their permanent teeth put in before their career is done. Yeah, I think it's a bad move. But if you're, what, what is bad move to? If you get implants put in before your hockey career is done. Oh, is that why they all leave them out? Yeah. Well, if you get them, because like, like after their career is over, every one of these guys will get like full implants. Right. So they're not wearing like a partial anymore. Uh, but here, here they take it out because like if they put in the implants and then play the game, those same fucking people and knock their teeth out the first time <laughs> are going to knock their implants out. Right. Yeah. And then, and then you then that's even worse because you're knocking a tooth that's got like a screw in the thing mm. that's screwed in your jaw, and you get that out. I imagine that weakens the old uh, the jaw too. Oh yeah, that would yeah. hurt so bad. That happened to my brother-in-law. He was in Finland playing hockey, and he had he had implants, and then he got like checked into the boards. Like the dasher, huh? Like right into the edge, like the dasher. Yeah, yeah. And like, and and he said he sat down on the bench. And he put his hand in his mouth and he pulled out all of his implants. Ugh. Like they were, came out the, the like screws and everything. No way. Yeah. And then they had to take a, a Did bone. Did it hurt like fuck? They had to take a bone from his hip and and stick it in his gums. Just so they had something to screw into again? Yeah. Wow. And then they gave him these fake teeth while it healed. Yeah. That looked like Austin Powers teeth. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. It still, it still makes me laugh. There's a picture of... Uh, he was so embarrassed through that whole time, too. He would never smile and stuff. Like, he was so embarrassed because they gave him these shitty teeth. He was <laughs> mad about it. But there's one picture where my sister runs a marathon, and then at the end, it's like uh, Ryan and the two kids uh, went to go visit her at the at the finish, finish line. line. Yeah. And if you looked at the two people in the picture, you'd swear that Ryan ran the marathon. <laughs> and that Lisa didn't because Lisa's oh. all happy and stuff. And then Ryan's been taking care of the kids all day. He just looks like wore out. And he's got his big Austin ta- Powers teeth. In. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find this picture. Uh, it's in his, it's in his basement. Oh, it's not like she doesn't got to post it online. Obviously. I don't think it's posted online, but maybe it is. I don't know. But, um, I see it in her basement. Makes me laugh every time because we would really hack on him good during those times. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, fuck, that's like horrible. Yeah. Like, you got to do all that stuff. But my daughter's actually getting, because uh, she had braces yep. to correct an overbite. I think they have to do something similar. They got to take a bone out of somewhere and move it somewhere for to rebuild gums or something. I don't even know. I don't know, but like, it makes me like, yeah, like that to me is like really skeevy. It yeah. makes giving me the eebie-jeebies. Yeah. Anyways, we're past an hour, so I just wanted to uh, just to say to people that if you would like to give us a piece of feedback, you can do so at livefromthedutchhellgmail.com or you can give us a message on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever you want. We are on there at either Dutch Hall, Live from the Dutch Hall, the Dutch Hall. Put in Dutch Hall, you'll find us. 
And uh, you can also give comments on the uh, YouTube videos. And if you'd like to subscribe to our YouTube channel, we'd really appreciate it. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash Dutch Hall and support us there. And uh, please remember that this podcast is sponsored by our good friends at CleanFlow. Ming! Who have actually given us money. So we have to spend it on cool shit and do cool things. Otherwise, we're disrespecting CleanFlow. But please um, click on the link in our description on the episode. And uh, you'll go and uh, check out all their great products. And it'll tell you where you can find them and participating stores everywhere there's clean flow products. If, you if you're open to them you'll see them everywhere oh i've seen a few yeah but uh clean flow great sponsor so support them and uh that is it do you guys have anything else you want to say any last hypotheticals anything anything you want that's just like just like uh sticking in your craw before we leave i really liked how you went about the whole hypotheticals it was, was really a, good it was a fun one yeah when you just gonna ask dumb questions, yeah, yeah. that's a, well, that's how we are. Yeah, that's what makes me. I could do that all day. Mm. Didn't even seem like we did anything. <laughs> just had mics. That's all. Yeah. Who? Would, um, if you could give, if you could get one artist to write a new Canadian national anthem, who would it be? We'll close with that one. It doesn't have to be Canadian either. It's a tough one. Actually. Do they have to be alive? No, I don't think so. Because then I go stop and Tom. Yeah, stop and Tom Connor should rate the Canadian National. I think anthem. that's a genuine uh, mutual agreement by all of us. I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I would. Uh, if you had a, a Mount Rushmore Canadian entertainers, yeah, I'd put John Candy. John Candy definitely. John Candy definitely. Uh, probably Phil Hartman. Ooh, not bad. Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah, he'd have to be there. Martin Short. Yep. 100% Martin Short. Um, uh, singer from the cult. <laughs> That's just a joke. <laughs> Is he Canadian? I think he's from the Hammer. Well, maybe he lived in the Hammer. Maybe he's not. From Canadian. the cult? Seashell Sanctuaries? Yeah, Seashell Sanctuaries. Oh, uh, the seashore? Yep. Um, um, I would say... <laughs> singer from Skid Row. You can't put Don Cherry on there. No. <laughs> Why not? Too many because of the way he left. He's old. I would go, yeah, I would say, what, we is, got three? What, do we got three? Yeah. Yeah. He won more. Uh, oh, really? There's only four, eh? Okay. Because there's, like, well, we should put a girl on there. What about Ann Murray? <laughs> what about Rita McNeil? Oh, Rita McNeil. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is she passed away or is she still alive? I think so. She's, I think she passed away. <laughs> oh, yeah. My uh, my uncle was a huge fan of hers. Uh, you said Anne Murray, right? Anne Murray, yeah. I don't know who would be there. Oh. The, put my, if, uh, the girl from Romper Room. The host. <laughs> that girl. That's a Canadian show, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Canadian show. Yeah. My physics teacher's sister was the Romper Room girl at one point in time. Really? Yeah, well, there's more than I thought. Her name was Fran or something. Like that. There was more than one, oh. I think. Yeah, she would. Uh, she didn't see me very often. <laughs> no, no, no. She saw my brother more. I guess Paul was a more common name, but the that was uh, just the kids in the room. She was talking about, <laughs> you know, romper, bumper, stomper, boom. Tell me, tell me, tell me who did all my friends have fun at play? I see Derek. 
I see Kevin. <laughs> I see Robot. I see Robot Dave. And I see you too. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's how you end it. Yeah. And then Mr. Yeah. Dress Up came on. Okay. Oh. We, we should end our show like this. We'll do the romper room ending for it today. Right. Yeah. And I'll do it with real people who I think are listening to the show. All right. And um, I like so this. I'll go romper, bumper, stomper, boo. Tell me, tell me, tell me who did all my friends have fun at play? I see Derek. I see Kevin. I see Emil. I see Lori. I see Jen. And I see you too. <laughs> and I will see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it. What a segue. <laughs>